Hey, Fort Worth, I'm Maddie Parker, and I'm honored to be the mayor of this city. We are growing, innovating, and moving forward together. It's go time in Fort Worth. Hey, Fort Worth, and welcome back to Go Time. In this podcast, I get to talk to other people about what's going on in your local government, and I talk to interesting, innovative people in our community. And today's guest is an incredibly well-known pioneer of the hospitality space in Austin, across Texas, and beyond. She goes way back with Fort Worth, and she's had a front row seat to some of the most dynamic changes in Texas cities. We get to welcome today Liz Lambert. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good afternoon, Mayor. Yes, it's absolutely. Very nice to see you. We're excited about this. So tomorrow morning, um, you are the keynote speaker for Visit Fort Worth Breakfast, which I just bragged on them to tell you it's early, but we're going to get in and out Can soon. Can we point out how early it is? <laughs> I, know. I was just saying to these guys out there, it's like it starts at 7. I have to be there at 6.30. It's terrible. I told them that I don't get up that early, except if I'm flying to Europe or to go, uh, amen or to to go hunting or something. I know. know. I have to, I'm going to have a little trouble getting my kids situated before school tomorrow morning. But um, Bob Jamison must be an early riser. Is that what this is? about yeah that's what it is i think so so i'm going to read a little bit about you so the audience knows those that don't and we're just going to dive in and just chat about your amazing career so far all right Um, liz was born and raised in west texas what what city were you raised in odessa okay a former attorney turned hotelier i love that Um, began your career in hospitality two decades ago transforming a rundown motel on south congress into iconic boutique hotel the hotel san jose a pretty special spot for sure at that time, you'd open Joe's Coffee, a South Austin institution, with your brother Lou, That's who right. here in Fort Worth. That's great. Um, you went on to found the Bunkhouse Group, led a team to create and reposition numerous other hotels. And in 2021, you joined MML Hospitality as a partner. So hopefully we'll talk Correct. about That's that. That's what L is about. Okay, got it. Perfect. Um, your focus is on creative direction, hotel projects, company culture, while continuing to co-lead the concept and interior design at the Lambert McGuire Design. Um, you're a principal at Far West, a wholesale and retail company. You're not busy at all, are you? <laughs> I also have a three-year-old. You do? Yes. Boy or girl? Boy. What's his name? Lyndon. Lyndon. I love that. What's he into? So much. Dan- yeah. He really likes to dance right now. Uh-huh. See how long that lasts. Yeah. Does he like pop music or are you trying to influence him a little bit? I Well, I, we just enrolled him in a dance class that has ballet and tap, which I didn't do so well at at yeah. four or five. But um, I think if you just gave him a little piece of cardboard, he'd be happy because his natural inclination is toward all kinds of just da- hip hop. I love it. That's mm-hmm. so great. My mom was a um, professional ballerina and dance teacher, had a dance studio. So I grew up dancing. It was a huge part I of think my you made upbringing. it a lot further than I did. Well, I don't know about that, but I just, I, I still think I use it. I think that's awesome you're enrolling him in dance. It's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I think he may focus really quickly on one particular kind of dance, but why not get the Abs- full? Get the foundation. Yes, I think that's exactly. good. And you'll live in Austin, correct? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about Austin for a second. Talk about transformation of a city. Wow, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's incredible. It's from the time I get back to Austin in the mid-90s. And the difference between where where it is, where where it was then to now, you know, cities change, and you know, cities change quickly at times when everything kind of falls into place. But I've never seen a transformation like, particularly what we've seen in the last few years. Yeah, it is pretty incredible. So you started your career as a lawyer, correct? Where'd you go to law school? University of Texas. Okay, undergrad. Uh, I finished at UT. I okay. started at TCU. Okay, that's right. I remember reading that. Yes. So double grad, finished law school. Did you immediately think, oh, I'm not going to love this? Or did you enter the practice of law for a while? Well, when I first went to law school, I didn't really think I would practice law. I was a creative writing major. Okay. And um, I, 
I really did it sort of because I didn't know what I was going to do. I worked at Texas Monthly for a brief period of time as an intern, and then I, I took a job there mm-hmm. for uh, about a year. And I I knew I needed something other than a creative writing degree. Mm-hmm. And so um, my father kind of talked me into law school. But by the time I, I, I really enjoyed law school, and um, I ended up – Becoming, I went to the DA's office in Manhattan. Wow! So I was a prosecutor for about four years. Okay, and then I came back to Austin and went to the AG's office, and so I was a trial lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at what point did you decide I want to completely change my life um, and transform into this hotelier that you now are today? <laughs> if I'm sort of an accidental hotelier. Okay. <laughs> I um, while I was at the Attorney General's office, I lived in a part of Austin that's off South Congress. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can believe it, at that time, nobody went to South Congress. Yeah. It was da- considered dangerous and and just kind of vacant. And um, and so it, as a result, real estate was cheap and kind of everything was inexpensive in Austin. Um, and I lived in the neighborhood and I didn't really like the AG's office so much. I traveled a lot, as you can imagine. I was in general litigation and so I would go to you know, wherever it be, Temple or Laredo and live in a Motel 6 and try a case for three weeks. And um, this just sort of serendipitous that I walked into the what was in the San Jose Motel mm-hmm. to see if it would ever be for sale. And they actually were just about to list it for sale the next week. And it was uh, $500,000. So, no way. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I convinced my my mother to co-sign a note with me, not having any idea what I was doing. Yeah. Thinking I could just redo the, the place room by room, not knowing that, first of all, that the motel was teeming with life. It's just that nobody had a car or came out during the day. Mm. And so yeah. it was, um, and not knowing what I needed to do to run a business. I had no idea how to run mm-hmm. a business. One, whether it was 30 bucks a night or $300 a night, I didn't know what I was doing. So there was, I, I, I still have a lo- job as a lawyer, and I continued for probably the first year or year and a half practicing law while trying to either redo the San Jose or raise money to do a renovation. Mm-hmm. So you just operated it for that first year? Yes. Okay. Okay. Not very well, but yes. Well, you managed. Obviously, it came out okay, yeah. But at the time, was that one of the first boutique concept hotels, really? For Well, the, I mean, the boutique hotel movement, If the, you had pinned a couple of different places. One would be with Chip Conley and Kempton, both in San, the San Francisco area, mm-hmm. or with Ian Schrager in New York. Um, and, boutique, you know, that's a word that gets thrown around. And I think at the time, maybe it had some meaning. Now they kind of call it lifestyle. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, now major brands and, and big flags are doing boutique. I mean, the W is a boutique, you know, that kind of <laughs> thing. But at the time, it meant under a certain number of rooms and without a flag. Mm-hmm. So, um, and tend to be more reflective of the place they were in. So for Austin, for sure, like Austin didn't have anything really like it and you know it was a time it, I bought it in 95 and ran it the way it was for a couple of years and then began to sh- then shut it down and reopened in in March of 2000 and so at that time there weren't a lot of um, 
that kind of hotel and definitely yeah. not in Austin. Was it immediately successful when you reopened? No, I mean, yes and no. no. Not immediately. People were still shy about South Congress, but it just so happened I hit timing right and mm-hmm. and downtown Austin was starting to change a little bit. People, I remember driving down the street and calling one of my business partners and saying, there are cars on South Congress. People are parked on South Congress. Mm-hmm. and Something's happening here, yeah. yeah. But um, so... I, I mean, timing-wise, it was just starting to change. But right when we opened, I, I thought we couldn't get 75 bucks a night for a room. Really? Yeah. And so I remember ha- having a Valentine's Day special because we opened in March, and we had a big banner for $69 a night rooms. And so, uh, but, it, you know, it took about a year or so to really – Start selling. Start to take off. Yeah, absolutely. So we got it. We got in the the Times. The New York Times did a, a piece on us above the fold, like the first year in, and that really sort of turned. How did tides. you get that PR um, placement? I don't know. Okay, somebody found you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Let's take a detour for a second. Back up. You must have been raised by creative parents. No, I mean you and Lou both. Um, is he your only sibling? Uh, no, well, we had. Well, we had. He's my only remaining sibling. Mm-hmm. We had two other brothers. Lou okay. had a twin named Lyndon. Okay. Um, that we lost to AIDS-related lymphoma mm-hmm. in the late in 1999, and my brother Blake, mm-hmm. um, who was our oldest brother, also well, right in 2000. So, Lyndon was also very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake was an engineer, and he played football ex- actually for TCU. Wow. Yeah, my dad played football for TCU. My granddad played football for TCU. Man, that's 20s. a great connection. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so um, my mom was very creative. Mm-hmm. She also went to TCU. Okay. <laughs> so you went and you tried TCU and said, I got to go back to Austin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't go back to Austin. I guess you went from Odessa like, to, yeah. I got to go to Austin. Got to go to Austin. I get it. Yeah. Totally. That's neat. And your son is now named after your brother. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's really special. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so you did your first hotel. Did you feel like, okay, this is a career path I want to stay on? Or did that happen naturally? Or what happened there? You know, I don't know how well I examined it. I was so, got so busy doing what I was doing and trying to figure out the business. You know, again, I didn't really understand during the time between buying the the motel and it becoming a hotel and open. I I went back and like and took some class business classes at UT, but I really learned on the job. And so it was a. I didn't imagine what it could be. I don't think. I think in the beginning, I thought it was just that one hotel. Yeah. And I started getting a lot of offers. Um, that's what I ended up forming Bunkhouse Group because mm-hmm. I needed some help and to build a bigger business if I was going to respond to any of those yeah. offers. What was one of the first or hardest lessons you learned in those first few years of business running the hotel? There's so many. I mean, I can't even. Uh, I, I mean, I think I think you learn inevitably anytime you're in business. If you go into business with other people about partnership mm-hmm. and about learning to trust, but also, you know, as a lawyer, mm-hmm. you, you've been trained to, to imagine any inevitability and prepare for it, whether it happens or not. And I, I, that, I think the better side of my um, West Texas personality and my mother gets in the way of that. Mm-hmm. I always be, believe the best in people. I'm the same way. I'm from a small town. I get it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just is. And so I think learning early on, um, how important it is to um, be careful with partnerships. Mm-hmm. You have, you need them. It's just how how you go into them with eyes wide open. Yeah, 
so I guess your mom made some good return on her investment for that original hotel. <laughs> she, she did. She did. I mean, I think she just shook her head a lot. Uh-huh. Like, I hope this works. And <laughs> yeah, this exactly. sounds crazy. She's going to leave her job. She's going to exactly. too crazy. That's great. Um, so we talked about your connection to TCU, which I, that's really special for sure. You've also seen um, just the tourism and hospitality industry transform also since you got started and you opened the San Jose, reopened it. What do you feel like for Fort Worth, um, since you're speaking with Visit Fort Worth tomorrow morning, what do we need to be learning or watching for here in our community as we kind of, I think, are finally emerging as a big city and people know who we are finally and, and we need to grow up a bit? I don't know. I think you guys are on the right path. I, I honestly do. I'm, I'm continually impressed by Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you began with, the, with so much already in hand. I mean, the arts here, mm-hmm. culturally, the university, there's so much to work with. It's a beautiful city, the architecture, you've got the stockyards, you've got, yeah. I mean, I think you s- start with a stacked deck. And, you know, sure, Fort Worth has been known as as a little behind Dallas or whatever it is comparatively. I I just don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, we're just distinctly different cities. And I think yeah. that sometimes for people, unless they've been here to see them, they don't get it the same way. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. How many hotels have you done now and developed across the country? Um, I think it's, it's always a good, that's a good running total. I think probably eight we've got, okay. or nine, we've got, uh, I'm now with a different group mm-hmm. called um, McGuire Mormon Lambert Hospitality. Uh, we have, we opened one in New Orleans called the, the St. Vincent in June of this year. And, and we have two others under or under development very exciting yeah. which one's your favorite it's like asking you right to pick now? a child yeah right now what's your favorite hotel you've done? i can't it's so hard i mean i it's also a really complicated mm-hmm. um question i, I love the saint vincent very much mm-hmm. in new orleans it's my most recent child mm-hmm. and um i have a really soft spot in my heart for el cosmico mm-hmm. in marfa yeah which is sort of my grand experiment and um, Why do you say that? Why was it a great experiment? Be- because it's 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 different than it's really not a model of hospital. It's not a a regular hotel. Okay, it is um, vintage trailers, tents, teepees, yurts, bush tech tents, mm-hmm. safari tents. It's twenty one acres. It's in Marfa, Texas. It's not really on the beaten path. Nobody's really traveling there for business. Right. Um, it's you know, there's, it gets cold, it gets hot. Um, we do a lot of programming. We do a music festival in September. It it has a lot of, there's a lot about it that has, that is really reflective of me personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's always a work in progress for me. Do you feel like your connection to West Texas made that project even more special? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we still ranch in West Texas. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So we're still ranch in the area mm-hmm. and um from odessa kind of out to balmeray and for fort davis and marathon in that area mm-hmm. and so you know it's a very special place yeah absolutely um so you're going to speak to a you know an audience tomorrow for visit as you think about how do you tell an audience like that that's so honed in on hospitality and tourism what do you think they want to hear about? Well, that is my question. Like, what, right? what am I here for? Like, right, why am I exactly. for? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why do you guys want to hear from me? Well, I had to just kind of take a stab in the dark, and I'm going to talk about design. Okay. I'm going to talk about um, uh, places and placemaking and design. 
um, yeah, that's exciting. And I should have mentioned this will air two weeks after your keynote. So, so we're you'll not, know already. Well, yeah, I'll know. It's, you're not spoiling anything today, <laughs> our listeners, for sure. Um, one thing that I've really had a passion to help with is entrepreneurship and small business growth in Fort Worth and how to support them, especially as they come out of COVID-19, um, people that could hang on barely. Yeah, that's um, big. Yeah, it is. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs and small business owners that are just getting started, not just in hospitality and tourism, but what are those just the values that you had to have in place to be successful? I mean, tenacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, persistence, tenacity. And, you know, when you think it's the darkest to try to trudge through to the to the next day and the next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's harder now. I, I, I was incredibly lucky that I was there in an Austin that was had cheap beer and cheap tacos and cheap real estate because the San Jose was $500,000. I just... People write me all the time and tell me they want to, you know, change jobs or uh, they want to go into hospitality or they want to buy a hotel. And I don't know exactly what to say to them because when I did it, the risks were so low. Now it's like, totally different. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I could have failed miserably and it wouldn't have been a total disaster. Right. I would have picked up and gone on. Right. But when I look at um, people starting businesses today mm-hmm. and in this climate and um, in a growing city like Fort Worth, mm-hmm. it's just the stakes are higher. So it's really hard to um, to to give advice there except to persist. Yeah. And if you really, really are meant to do it and want to do it, um, you can always find your way in. Well, and I was talking to a local um, chef here in Fort Worth has lots of restaurants. And this was actually months ago before I took office. And we were talking about the barrier to entry just to be in a restaurant business. That's right. You know, I mean, a it's minimum. Huge. It is huge. Like a minimum and of $200,000 just to even think about minimum. it. Yeah. And, most, and lots of those businesses fail. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I've got a responsibility to think about what, if any, and I think there are several supports do strong cities have to help their small business community Absolutely. be successful. You know, in Austin, and I know in a lot of other cities, that's one one thing that the whole food truck mm-hmm. uh craze should i call it a craze yeah still continuing so yeah (laughs) maybe it's not a craze the idea of having food trucks and being able to license food trucks took down that barrier for for a lot Mm -hmm. of people and then you can try out a concept and see how it goes and it's trying to get a following yeah Yeah. and it's not that that's not expensive but it's not a brick and mortar sort of restaurant We've had a great success of, you might have heard of Heim Barbecue here in Fort Worth. That's how they got started, really, in that small footprint, which allowed them to test test things and get started. As did Taco Heads, right? That's right. Yeah, Yeah. Sarah, that's true. Very true. Um, So you've done business across the country. I'm presuming that you travel a lot across the world. What cities are you most excited about that you love to go visit? Should I say Fort Worth? Of course, but other (laughs) cities I am really excited to be here today. Okay, good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. where am I? I was in Bentonville recently, and yeah. it's really amazing to see the change that's come about in Bentonville. Mm-hmm. I am on a whole different note. I was in Paris in October, and that was it, you feel. I think all these all these places coming out of COVID, you're just so happy, mm-hmm. and people are in the streets, and it's really beautiful to see yeah, that human connection again. Yes, yeah, which people have been cut off for a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. So you're raising a three-year-old, yes. running major company companies, plural. How do you find balance for yourself right now? I don't know that I do. Yeah, I you know I try. Went on a good bike ride yesterday. Good. Yeah. Um, we're also uh, working on a new house. We're about to move into a new, uh, remodeling a house, so we're excited about that. Yeah. I mean, I 
I love what I do, and I have um, a lot of opportunity to to design things, which is crazy to me yeah. that I ended up here. I really enjoy my three year old. He's amazing. my My work life is is great. I love being with McGar Mormon Lambert. Now it's um, it's been um, a kind of it's that's a whole long that's a much longer story, but it was a seismic shift um, with leaving bunkhouse, and I it was one of those things that was a huge silver lining because it's yeah. a really amazing company and we're growing, and um, so are you headquartered it, in Austin? Yes, that's great, and I love I love what I do. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm really fortunate, and really lucky. When I you get left to bunkhouse, was living. it? Yeah, that's pretty special. Mm-hmm. When you left bunkhouse, do you think of it like a divorce in some ways? Like oh, I, yeah. I was fired. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what can you say about that? What are you allowed to say? <laughs> There's like three minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> the fun stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it was, it was one of those things. It's, um, you know, it was I, a bigger company from New York called mm-hmm. Standard Hotels bought a majority mm-hmm. of us. Um, they ended up needing investment and they, uh, publicly traded Thai company took over there. And there was a little bit of a struggle back and forth. There was a valuation that was questionable, and I tried to buy the company back. Yeah. And at the end of it, decided not to and was terminated. Um, it was crazy. It was a company I built for the last 15 years. It was, you know, a lot of people I'd grown up with. But now it was one of those things Silver that you lining, never like believe you yeah. people would. Like, I never I would have been, you know, would have gone down with a ship. Yeah. And... You know, in some ways, I somebody like yanked me off the ship. Yeah, pushed me off the ship. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's valuable for people to hear. I yeah. mean, there are business owners right now going through things like that, growing pains, and and you're right. You what you went through was probably terrible at the time, right? But to come out where you are now is pretty fantastic. I feel, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like motherhood has changed your perspective oh, on business for sure? Yeah, completely. in what ways? I mean, time is more precious mm-hmm. and you have to slow down and, you know, like I can't imagine doing, like I can't imagine getting in a pillow fort, yeah. you know, uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. And now you're probably <laughs> sending emails from your evening, pillow fort. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you, got, you got business to attend to in the pillow fort. It's probably quieter there than people realize. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've got a five-year-old at home, so nothing's quiet at my right, house. Yeah. There's a scream that you can't yeah. believe how loud. There's nobody having closet doors. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine about that during COVID, how hard it was to find quiet places. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, when we're all working from home, yeah. you, you kind of got creative for sure. Well, you're a pleasure to get to meet. It's um, so nice to meet you Thank as well. you very much. And we're lucky to have you in here in Fort Worth. And I'm your so happy to be here yes i really am i wish city. actually i had a few more days here but well well, we'll you have see. to come back for sure like you I said will. there's so much to see and if and when you're ready to build a hotel in fort worth we want to make oh. sure we roll up the red carpet for you i've been looking for years that's great yeah that's great. i've i've been down a few different paths so hopefully that'll happen it'll I'd, happen when it's supposed to i would love that to happen that's great thank you liz we appreciate thank you, you. Uh-huh. thanks Mayor. awesome Learn more about GoTime and nominate a future GoTime guest at fortworthtexas.gov backslash GoTime. Listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts. GoTime is produced by staff here at the City of Fort Worth, Bethany Warner, Katie Holloway, and John Michael Perkins. Katie and John Michael also produce our Water Utilities podcast, H2OMG. Give it a listen.